This is episode 634 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Prepping for Shortages. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website, so you can trust it. Other benefits include members-only videos and periodic webinars. This is a great value for $20 a year. So for more information, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. I'm so glad that you're joining me here on the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, if you're listening for the very first time, and I know that I have a lot of new listeners, maybe it's because of all the coronavirus stuff, maybe it's people are, they're waking up, but I want to just welcome you, and if this is your very first time, to listen to one of our episodes, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe. And and maybe you might want to make that decision at the very end of this episode. And so you can do that. Feel free to do that as well. But I would welcome you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get all the great information that we're talking about. We uh, really just want to help other people get better prepared. And so this episode is going to talk about that. You know, one of the things while we are going through this current situation, coronavirus and all of that that goes with it, I mean, the fact is, is there's a lot of people that are at home right now and they are they are dealing with uh, that situation. And while we are waiting, I mean, of course, there are, you know, people are, you know, binging on Netflix and and, you know, on YouTube and and on social media and and the, the memes and all the things, the videos that are out there. There's more than ever. Right. All the funny things that people are doing, even uh, people that I know that are doing funny things, funny videos because they're stuck at home. And the thing is, is that while we're waiting for all of this to kind of wrap up, because it, eventually it will wrap up, hopefully it doesn't go further down the rabbit hole you know that's that's the the desire that's our prayer is that it doesn't go down the rabbit hole and this is the thing that really sparks not only just this whole pandemic thing but it also the economy really starts spiraling downward you know we don't want that there's, there's people saying that well to get us out of an economic downturn there might be war and and all that kind of stuff right that just kind of just gets added onto it hopefully that doesn't happen that it doesn't go there it starts to wrap up and we can start to you know get back to some kind of semblance of our lives you know i don't know if we'll ever go back to exactly the way things were because this is going to be in the back of our mind because this affected so many people it wasn't a regional thing it's not like when hurricane harvey happened down here on the gulf coast and and people down here were affected by it it's not like when there's a, a winter storm and people up north are affected by it and the people down south, we have no clue of what goes into that and, and all of that kind of stuff. This is affecting everybody, right? And so I'm hoping that when this gets wrapped up, that people will come out of it wanting to be a little bit better prepared. But for those of us who are prepared, those of us who do look at these emergency situations and we try to 
prepare for them because we want to make sure that we are responsible and we care about our family. What are some things that we can do right now while we're right in the midst of this situation and while we're waiting for things to wrap up? Well, that leads me into our article of the podcast. Our article comes to us from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You, and it is entitled Prepping for Shortages. It's written by Paranoid Prepper, who writes over it, Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. So let's go ahead and jump into this article, and then I have some things that I want to share with you on the back end. All right, some uh, not really common, not not real commentary on specifically on this article, but just some things that I'd like to add. So let's go ahead and jump right into Prepping for Shortages from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. Now, those of us who are firearms enthusiasts are used to periodic shortages that develop when it looks like gun laws might change. Many of us are also familiar with empty grocery shelves, at least of milk and bread during hurricanes and other disasters, assuming at least a weather forecast worth of warning. A few older preppers may remember gasoline shortages in the 1970s. Suffice it to say that shortages are a class of SHTF, even when nothing else goes wrong. Now, unfortunately, demand for products can swing very fast. Changes in supplies are often reactions to demand changes that have already occurred. Businesses are not going to produce products that are not needed just in case. Doing so is a fast way to go out of business. Depending on the product, when demand does move, it can take some time for production to adjust, particularly if additional production capacity needs to be created. Now think of the time to build a new factory. Now what about the toilet paper wars here that everybody just recently went through? Now normally toilet paper or TP is readily available in any grocery store in the U.S. People do not routinely have a problem with supply as it does not go bad like a gallon of milk and resupply is a trip to the grocery store. It is also bulky which interferes with keeping too much on hand. Now, unfortunately, the coronavirus craziness has made large numbers of people aware that they may need to self-quarantine for a minimum of two weeks and perhaps longer. The fact that TP is pretty much a standing joke among preppers has helped ensure that even the most out-of-touch non-prepper is aware that he needs it in the event of a quarantine of any length. The result is everyone in America going to the grocery store to buy one month's worth of the three-day supply that groceries stock. Perhaps pick up a gallon of milk while you're at it. Now the result is empty TP shelves nationwide. The interesting thing is once everyone is stocked up, the panic will be over. There is no real permanent increase in demand. People are simply trying to have a supply in their homes in case they are quarantined. Once that is achieved, demand will drop back to what it was before. And if you have a bit of supply, it should be back in stores soon. What about other shortages? Will some other unexpected shortage occur? In this day and age of just-in-time inventories and global supply chains, the answer is undoubtedly yes. I don't have any inside scoop on what the next shortage will be, but the TP problem is a warning that almost any widely used product can experience a short-term swing in demand, resulting in a shortage until producers and the supply chain can catch up. So just as a wild guess, I'll go out on a limb and predict K-cups will go into shortage. If that happens, it may start a run on other forms of coffee. Some of you are now wondering if I really believe that, or am I just testing to see if I can actually set off a panic buy. So what do you do? 
As preppers, most of you already have some inventory of critical products. These supplies are intended to carry you through various emergencies. Generally, shortages are expected with some underlying crisis like the current pandemic. However, a shortage can occur without an underlying problem and is simply a type of emergency to deal with. For instance, no one expected that post Sandy Hook, the widely anticipated new laws and regulations would cause a shortage of 22 long rifle, but that caliber went into a longer drought than any, anything else. There were no new federal laws. The result is that as preppers, we need to build our own inventories of whatever we think are critical supplies. Global supply chains are not going to keep inventory for us. We each need to figure out what are critical supplies for our family and MAGs or mutual assistant groups and stock those items. If the supply is abruptly cut off, will you have enough of each product you use regularly to last through the shortage until supplies resume? You may have a different list of critical products than I do. Each of us needs to figure out what products we depend on and stock up enough to last through a disaster or just a shortage caused by panic buying. The amount of supply you need should be at least enough for whatever emergencies you are prepping for, but might be more for specific products. So my situation. I've stated before that I am prepping for my MAG, again, that's Mutual Assistance Group, for up to a year. That's quite a supply for most products, but after 2012, it took about two years of 22 long rifle to be readily available and about three years before my favorite brand was both available and reasonably priced. As a result, my goal is to have a one-year supply of most products and a three-year supply of my favorite 22 long rifle brand. Since I have just moved and drawn down inventories of many supplies, I need to refill those, and the pandemic is inconveniently timed, but I am in far better shape than a non-prepper. So each of us should consider what inventories we need and stock up accordingly. Whether we have an SHTF moment or the people at large just have a swing in demand, we'll be ready for whatever happens. Figure out what you need and stock up when it is readily available. Alright guys, so that is it for the, uh, the Beans, Bullets, Bandages and You article here. But like I said, I wanted to bounce off of this article and go into some things uh, that just as I was reading this article and preparing for this podcast, started really coming to mind some things that I really want to share with you. So while we are right in the middle of this pandemic, the situation that we are that we find ourselves in, and like Paranoid Prepper said here in this article, um, those those preppers that were on a regular schedule of building up their supplies, you know, this pandemic has become very inconvenient, and so uh, you know it it kind of has hindered some some of us who have been preparing and those of us, you know, that have been, you know, buying certain things on a regular basis. So while we are still maybe struggling with, with things to purchase, or maybe we're not going out and purchasing them as often as we are, because we're not going to the grocery stores and we're trying to social distance and all those types of things, what kinds of things can we do? So when this thing wraps up or, or life goes back to whatever normal we're talking about and we get back to a, a place where we are able to resupply and restock and live differently maybe than we were living before. Because even uh, a lot of preppers, there are things that we're finding out, right? We came to preparedness and we're finding out things about ourselves, things about our families, and how are we going to 
change that on the other side of all of this when the economy starts to ramp up again, when supplies start, you know, they're plentiful in the stores and, and all that good stuff. How are we going to do things? And so this is the thing is like right right now when we're in the midst of all this, while this stuff is fresh, this is when we should be thinking about what our moves for then when things get better. So let me share with you a couple of things. The first thing is this. Maybe you should be documenting at this point. Maybe you should get some kind of a journal, a prepper journal, uh, you know, a spiral that you have available and start to document what you and what your family are, are doing on a regular basis because that will give you some insight. Because if this thing lasts a month or two months or three months down the road and things start to get better and then you try to, you know, to, to think back about what happened. Really, your mind is going to go to those high emotional moments because that's that's what truly that's what we remember. We remember the, the highs, the, the good times. We remember the lows, the really low times. But we don't remember a lot of just the regular, you know, regular things, the life that was going on. So documenting what is going on right now and what your family is using on a regular basis, that would be important. So get start a journal, get in a spiral, get one of your kids spirals, you know, whatever you should maybe have some, uh, you know, you have a, a prepper journal that you are able to grab and start writing down some things. What are you and your family using on a regular basis right now that maybe you didn't realize that you had no clue that you would be using this so much. And maybe it's, I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there, but maybe uh, plastic bags and maybe, you know, it's, it's, you're using more foil. I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. Maybe you're using more shampoo or whatever you might be using. You need to start really writing these things down and create a list in your, in your prepper notebook or your prepper journal, you know, start listing out the foods that you're using on a regular basis. Start to list out the groceries that you, you know, you're using and things that, you know, if you, if you could do it differently next time, that you would want to add more of this so that you would be better supplied next time around in an emergency situation. What about the hygiene items? You might have stocked up on soap and, and shampoo and you might have all that kind of stuff, but maybe there's something there that you're like, man, I really, I really wasn't thinking about deodorant or I really wasn't thinking about floss sticks. Maybe, you know, flossing, that's a, that's a big deal for me. And maybe yeah, I wasn't thinking about having enough of those things. And you can write that down for you know, for, for next time, it's like, I need a better supply of this item, whatever that might be. For those of you that have kids at home and you're having to homeschool and you're having to, you know, to supplement what maybe school districts are sending out or, or whatever, what kind of homeschool supplies do you need? What kind of homeschool supplies are you, are you missing to be able to be effective in, in moving your kids forward? You know, there's going to be a lot of students that fall behind educationally because just things are going on and parents are you're having to deal with work. I know that this is something that's going on for for uh, people that I know of is they're working. They're they're working from home, but at the same time, they have kids at home and they're young kids that need attention to stay on their schoolwork. 
Maybe it's something of gardening and maybe you want to, you know, you, you wanted to start that garden and maybe you're realizing there's some supplies that you didn't have available, whatever that might be. Maybe it's more gloves. Maybe it's more, you know, you wanted to have some extra dirt or some, uh, some compost, you know, set aside some worm castings, you know, maybe, maybe that's the thing, right? And so you are getting better prepared for for that spring you know spring is here and you know what kinds of things do you need because spring is is coming and it it's you know you need to be ready for that maybe it's something outside maybe it's something on the inside and then you start to list out what you think maybe you can start to project maybe now because as shortages start to happen and and things are out there maybe if you are making runs to the school store you're able to pick up some things uh, if if they haven't, you know, one of the things that I that I saw that they were talking about is like, for instance, at a Walmart that they were closing down the gardening section because that's not essential. So they were just letting people go through, you know, get food and hygiene products and pharmacy and then get out. So they weren't letting people go through the gardening section, which is which is crazy. So if you're in that situation and you don't have that garden section available to you, man, that's too bad at this point. But those of you that still have that available, you know, thinking about what's coming up in the spring, what might you need? You know, what might you want to be able to to get now so that you can have it a month from now or two months from now when people start to really think about these things and they start to fly off the shelf. So again, what will your family need in the near future? So we start talking about summertime and then we start talking about the fall. And so although they're saying that this pandemic will start to peak at the end of, you know, in, through April, through the end of April, maybe early May, I know that it's one of the charts that I saw and I did update this chart on preparedchristians.com. I have a link in the show notes that goes to that the article coronavirus for preppers and at the very top with with all the maps and the charts the very bottom one you can look at the projected i guess peak day for the united states and i think that's going to be like april 15th or april 16th and it looks at the resources and then it looks at the peak death like that is like the highest number of deaths and then it goes down but in texas the peak is until may 6 and so you can look at that chart, and again, I have a link to it in the show notes, and you can go check that out and see what your state is doing. Because although it peaks on those days, it's still going, it's still going to be going on for a very, very long time. So let me, I'm just going to throw a number out. So let's say in Texas, the peak is, I don't know, 675 on May 6th. Well, on May 7th, it might be 674, and then it just kind of goes down from there. So Although that is May 6th, we're still going to be dealing with this for a longer period of, of time. So if this thing goes into most of the summer, maybe even in some places, it's still still with us during the fall, right? So what kinds of things would your family need at that point? What kinds of things were would you need that you can try to source right now? As you continue on with your list, now what would you have liked to have but wasn't necessary. So as you are, maybe you're in the kitchen and you're cooking, or maybe, you know, your family there, you're talking and you're just sharing like, oh, I wish we would have had this. And, but you didn't have it, but it would have been nice to have. It would have been an extra to have. And so again, it's not a life or death situation, but it would have been really nice 
to have what what are those things when you hear people say those things out loud or those things that you think about you know uh, recently i did a video on youtube on how to build the 30-day emergency food storage really really fast and somebody left a comment that and and they must have deleted it because i got an email that there was a comment and then when i went to go respond to it it wasn't there any longer but they said i stopped watching after three minutes because you were talking about getting food that your family liked well yeah the whole idea of preparing your food storage is that you are doing it ahead of time you're not doing it in the moment in the emergency situation that you're in so you are planning a menu so that you can have food that your family is going to going to eat yeah you can get food that's there and people might not eat it but when they get hungry they will eat it yeah that's that's understandable but in the meantime if you can be prepared ahead of time and get stuff that your family is going to eat. Why wouldn't you do that? So I think maybe they realized that, you know, when, when they were uh, leaving that comment that that was kind of a, a dumb comment to leave. So anyway, they deleted it, but, or at least I couldn't find it when I tried to go find it, but what would you have liked to have, but was it necessary? And then this one, what would have made life easier? So maybe it was, a, you know, some kitchen, uh, some kitchen items, some some utensils. Maybe it was a bread maker. Maybe it's uh, you know a, a, a newer computer, a faster computer, maybe better internet connection. So when you're thinking about where you're at right now, and you're thinking about okay, if I'm in another emergency situation, you know, or let's just say this continues on, how can I better my situation? What would make life easier for me? And writing down those things so that you can source those things or you can, you know, have those prepared for next time. Because I, one of the things that I know that people are saying is they'd rather, uh, you know, one of the, they don't like the, all the, the cooking. They're doing so much cooking. And those that aren't, you know, ordering out or uh, people are, you know, using delivery services and things like that. They're, they're doing a lot of cooking at home more than, than ever. And so they're having to cook and clean and all that kind of stuff. And so maybe there's something there that would help you out. So what would make life easier for you right now in your situation that you can jot down so that you can start to get that thing so next time you find yourself in an emergency situation, you have it available. All right, so the next thing that we should be doing while we are waiting for this emergency to kind of wrap up is we need to be evaluating our finances. Now, there's a lot of people right now that are in uh, desperate circumstances. There are people that are being furloughed. They're losing their, their job. They're not getting paid. And, and that's a really, really serious situation to be in. So those of you that are listening to this and, and are in that situation, man, that is, you know, you're, you're really having to not, you're, you're not preparing for the next time around. You're like in emergency mode right now. And for those of you, and I wasn't even prepared to talk about this, but some of you might need to consider moving in with other family members to be able to survive. And, and if you're losing your, your home or you have that kind of a situation, hopefully you would have uh, a landlord or, you know, there's, there's banks out there that are uh, allowing, you know, people to skip payments for a little while. And you have all those things. So you're evaluating your current situation right now and you're trying to make good financial moves. But, you know, that, that's always a, an available option is to move in with someone. That's hard to do. 
That is, that is very painful when you're moving from your own place to somebody else. But that is an option when things get rough. But if you're not in that situation and you are, you're still here dealing with uh, all the, the emergency situation that we are in, you still need to evaluate your finances because this is the thing. Preparedness costs time and money. And although time is a very precious resource, most people can find more time in their day right now. And that is turning off the television. That is, you know, you know, getting off the Internet and, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a little bit harder for people to find money. Or at least it seems like that. So a lot of people will tell you, you know what, time is more precious than money. And I would agree with that. But for the for the reality sake of uh, adding to your preps, you know, prep, preparedness takes time and money. And so one of the things is evaluating our finances. So now is a time that you do that. Now is a time that you start to evaluate and there might be moves that you can make right now that would better your financial situation. So is there something that you can get rid of that you don't need? So for instance, is there a membership or a subscription that you are uh, that you have that you aren't using any longer or you really aren't using it to its full potential? You know, like wh why would you be paying for Netflix if you're not really using Netflix? Or why would you pay be paying for this extra service or this gym membership when you're not really using it? So go ahead and cancel it and get rid of it and, and add to your finances. Even if it's $20, $30 a month, you are adding. That is something extra that you can add to your preparedness. So now is the time to start evaluating all of this. Is there something that you can get rid of? When was the last time you did an insurance audit, right? I, I've told the story before when I added one of my kids onto my insurance and I called and I was really prepared to have this astronomical uh, you know, figure be thrown back at me. And what wound up happening was I wound up adding a, a kid, a teenager to the auto insurance. And at the same time, I think I saved like $5 or something. And that was because I called my insurance agent and I, I let him know what the situation was and where, where we were at and what was going on. And there were some discounts that I could take advantage of. And so when was the last time you called your insurance agent to see, hey, what are some things that I can do? Maybe you're maybe it's been five, six years and you have a very small deductible on your on your car. And if you have, I don't know, maybe you're keeping a $250 deductible or a $500 deductible on your car, but you realize, you know, my car is not worth it. Or you really you have some money in the bank and you, you could cover that very easily. Maybe you up the, the deductible a little bit. Now that's completely up to you and how you feel more comfortable with, but it depends on, on your vehicle as well. You know, why are you paying like full coverage for a vehicle that's not worth it? And, and different things like, it's like, you know, I, I've got a $2,000 vehicle. Why am I going to pay, you know, uh, all this insurance and carry all this insurance on it? So do an audit, sit down with your insurance agent. And if you don't have a good insurance agent, that's not going to talk you through and, and work with you on this situation and explain things to you, I mean, get rid of them and go find somebody else that will and get some really good insurance. You know, maybe it's time, maybe you have your your mortgage and your your auto like completely separate maybe you know what happens if you start to merge both of those together and so a good insurance agent can help you with that and get you some discounts and maybe right now is the time to be able to do that 
So what about a side business that you can start? I talk about this all the time. I think everybody should have a side business. There should be something that you can do to earn extra money. And like right now, yeah, you're not going to be going out and going to, you know, craft shows and all that kind of stuff, selling something. But there are things maybe you start to process this through and start to work on this and start to really think it through about what you could do. So is there a side business that you can start? Do you have a skill that you can do or that you can teach and people will pay for that? Or, you know, you can start a website and people will start coming to your website and you can put some some uh, ads on your website and different things like that and earn a little bit of extra money. You might not get rich doing it, but it brings in a little bit extra. Can you make something that people will buy? You know, one of the things that I've seen people make lately are masks. And so, you know, there's this, you know, you can't shortage a mask and all this kind of stuff, but you see all these videos and all these things that people are doing. And if you can sew or you can cut or you can do that, I mean, you can make masks and people are making masks and they're selling them and they're, you know, uh, they're, they're providing them to people. And so there's always something out there that you can do. A lot of the times we don't even realize, you know, we're like, we think that a skill that we have is like, you know, everybody can do that. Well, no, not everybody can do that. And so if you are able to do something, there will be a market out there for you. So you just got to find the right place. So, you know, what can you make? Is there something that you can make that people will buy? So what about this one? And this should have been the very first one. Do you have a budget? Do you have a budget, uh, you know, for your family finances? And if you don't, that need that really needs to be the first one. I should have been talking about that at the very beginning when we're talking about evaluating our finances. Having a budget allows you to see where you are spending your money. It allows you to see what's coming in and what is going out. And a lot of people will be amazed at the things that they spend money on when you really start to track it. And so things like going out to eat and spending it on little things here and there, all that stuff begins to add up. And so, you know, maybe now is the time where you sit down and you start looking at your at your budget and you come up with a good budget. And so that's uh, definitely something that everybody should have. And then here's the thing. Are you willing to forego that family vacation once a year so that you can have extra money to put away for preparedness supplies you know, one year. So, you know, there's people that go on vacation every single year. They go to elaborate places. They, they, they save up all their money all throughout the year or they, they charge it on credit cards and then they spend, they spend the rest of the year paying it off to go on this one vacation family trip for a week, right? So what if you, instead of doing that, you saved up that money that you would spend and you use that to buy preparedness supplies and you use that for your stockpile and you were able to put those things away. So in, if you had another emergency that you were able to you know, move into that, you know, a lot of people because of the summer and where we're at, there's a lot of summer vacations that have been canceled. So a lot of people do have some extra money. So, you know, that might be a thing that you hold on to that or you're able to purchase some, some supplies now. And then when things start to settle down, you're able to buy more supplies and you're able to add to it so that you never find yourself in this situation where you are, you're, you're feeling worried because you're not prepared. And again, you're, again, your family is counting on you. So the third thing that we can do while we are waiting for all of this is watch information sources. 
So this is what I mean by that. There are a lot of news articles. There are a lot of things going on. Like you, you're on social media and people are, are, you know, sharing out articles left and right. You're on Twitter and you're hearing things, you know, from both sides. You're on, you know, the mainstream media is saying one thing and, you know, alternative news is saying another thing. So my idea is start paying attention to who is saying what. And after things settle down, evaluate who got it right and who seemed to exaggerate for their own agenda. And here's the deal. You next time, then you know that this might be this other source is a source that you feel that you can trust a little bit more. Or this other source that you always look to is like, man, they really blew this thing out of proportion. And so you really, you know, you, you might not want to ever pay attention to that news source ever again. So start paying attention. Start, and, and maybe this is one of those things you put down in a journal as well. And you write down, you know, ABC said this, or this alternative news station said this, or you know, Todd over at Prepper website said this. And you're able to start writing these things down. And then you come back to it a little bit later on. And you're like, all right, so who was right? Or who, you know, gave us some really good information that we could trust from here on out. And so I think that's one thing that we can do. And then lastly, as you are sitting sitting at home, as you're dealing with all this coronavirus thing, and you're thinking about this emergency, and then you're thinking about next time, there are probably some skills that you realize that you need to add to your skill set. So what skills can you add? What skills do you need to start working on? So maybe it's something as easy as learning how to cook more from scratch. So maybe you, you're cooking, but you're buying a lot of processed like boxed food and you're buying, you know, things that is just really easy to kind of just throw together and make. And maybe you, you start to think, okay, how can I make things from scratch and, and make it taste good so my family will eat it? And so that might be a skill that you can start to learn. Maybe when things settle down, maybe you can go through a scratch cooking class. Maybe you can start researching some recipes on YouTube and, and you know, on the internet and trying out different things right now so that you get better. You become a better cook from scratch. Maybe it's something as simple as learning how to make bread and, and taking that to uh, to you know, going going forward from there because you might not find bread on the grocery in the grocery store aisle, but you can find flour and all the other things that you need to be able to make bread on that aisle, and then you can come home and you can make it. So you know, maybe it's cooking. Maybe you want to learn how to work with certain tools. Maybe you know, around the house there are some things that need to be done, but because you don't you don't have the tools or you don't have the skills that you don't feel like you can do it, but maybe you can learn how to do those things. Maybe you really uh, need to start that garden, but you don't know where to start. And so maybe that is a skill that you can start to add to your skill set. You know, so start, start researching. You know, right now with the internet and what's out there, there are so many available resources where you can learn some really great things out there. And you just learn by doing and you start... You start adding to this, you know, and you start you start adding to your skill set. Maybe you need to learn how to sew. Maybe it's crocheting. Maybe you want to learn how to dehydrate. Or maybe you want to learn how to can. Maybe you want to do, you know, learn how to sharpen knives. 
you know, and, and you really want that sharp uh, edge on your knife. And so you really want to learn how to do that. And it's a skill that you can start to add to your to your skill set. Maybe it's something technical. Maybe it's like uh, I want to write a book and you have in inside your, your heart, inside your mind, you have a book that you want to re- you want to write and you want to get it out there. But you don't know where to start and you don't know how to get it you know, there or maybe you've completed it. And you sent it to a couple of publishers and they haven't responded to you and like, hey, forget this. How can I learn how to get it up on Amazon myself? I mean, you can do that nowadays. You can you're your own writer and publisher. You can you can create your own book and throw it up on Amazon and, and start selling it. It's really amazing this world that we're living in right now. So maybe it's something as simple as that, that you're adding that to your skill set of, you know, writing books that people might want to read or maybe they might not want to read it and you realize you know what i'm not selling any of these books and so maybe that's not something but at least you went through and you learned that skill and you were able to get it out there and so that is something that uh that you can do so what skills do you need to add to your skill set so let's just recap really quickly here then we read here in this article from beans bullets bandages and you We talked a little bit about shortages and realizing that shortages are going to come just because that of our just-in-time system. There's three days worth of groceries and hygiene and whatever that you would find at a grocery store. There's three days worth in the system at all time. And when people go to the store and they buy more than what the system usually accounts for, then there's going to be shortages. And just because there's shortages doesn't mean that companies are going to ramp up production. They're going to continue producing like they, a lot of the times these companies have uh, slimmed down their, their ability to their production that they can only produce what they produce and that's it. And so eventually things begin to catch up as people get their little stockpile and people freak out and they do all that and things begin to level out. And just, you know, that's what I've noticed in some of the grocery store or the grocery store that I go to. There was a lot of holes and some of the holes are starting to fill up. Now, there's still holes. Don't get me wrong. There's still holes out there. There are still items that people are going and they want. And, uh, you know, I, I really wish that I could have some some chickens right now. We Chickens is one of the things that we did have before. We had two chickens and they were always producing eggs and we would get at least two eggs every single day. And so that's something that we'd really like to have right now. But uh, but we don't because you can't get eggs at the grocery store. I was really happy to when I saw things ramping up. I bought some egg powder from Amazon if I needed to use eggs for for whatever for cooking. And, and we've used that. And uh, my wife is like, she's it's like, it smells so nasty using it, but it worked. It worked in the recipe. So we're not going to make eggs with it like, you know, for the morning, but we're going to use it for cooking for sure. And so, you know, that's one of those things that, that you have there. But, you know, having having chickens, having eggs, that's like a no brainer. I'd, I'd love to be able to have something like that because there is a shortage of that right now out at the grocery stores. So, you know. There's always going to be these shortages and hopefully eventually they begin to level off as people feel a little bit more comfortable. If things continue moving forward and things don't go further down the rabbit hole, because that's always 
the uh, you know that's there's always that possibility where we start to see things go downhill for whatever reason, and and that's something that we need to be prepared for. You need to have your eyes open because of that. So there's always going to be shortages. We need to be able to manage that. If we're prepared and we have what we need, we don't have to be in the frenzy of everyone going to the store trying to grab those things. So while people are grabbing toilet paper and water and you're maybe you're topping off and you're getting the things that nobody else wants because you're good, because you have everything that you need. And then we talked about these four things. We talked about while you are waiting for this pandemic, while you're waiting for the whole situation to start to, to blow over and we get back to our normal normalcy, let's go ahead and take some time to document those things that your family uses on a regular basis. So there are some things that you can document now so when things get better, you can look back at this time and not just work from memory, but you're able to work from a list of, hey, these were some real things that I jotted down right in the midst of it all. Another thing we said is that you can evaluate your finances. So right now, evaluate your finances and make some changes so that you can save some money. So when things get better, you're able to add to your preps. You're able to add to your preparedness and your stockpile and your supplies. And, and maybe this whole thing has has. Uh, told you that you need to have more. Maybe you've had two months worth of supplies and maybe you don't feel comfortable with just two months. Maybe you want to up it to six months. Maybe you want to up it to a year, kind of like what Paranoid Prepper was talking about in his article here. And so evaluate your finances, you know, looking at all the different things, the ways that money is going out and how can you, you know, how can you start to save money so you can spend more on your preps a little bit later on. Talked about watching the information sources, watching those people that are putting things out there and paying attention to who's putting out the information, like the good information, or at least you're you're noticing so that when things when things finally settle down, you're able to say, you know what, that that group over there sensationalized it. Um, that, you know, that news organization sensationalized it. It was all, you know, uh, political and uh, the political agenda that they were running or that alternative news site was really, really way off, you know. And so you're able to look at all these things. And next time you can say, you know, I'm going to trust this one because this news source, this information source, you know, was really putting out some good stuff. And so that that's always important for us in the preparedness community. And then what skills do you need to add? What are some skills that you can add that you see coming out of this situation? It's like, hey, I need to I need to learn how to do this. I need to learn how to do that. I need to learn how to you know, put on a, a, a sew on a button or, you know, uh, take care of a rip uh, in somebody's shirt or pants. Or, you know, I want to be able to garden and I want to be able to garden organically if I can't get fertilizer and if I can't get, you know, all the stuff that you can get you know, from the, from, uh, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's and Amazon, I want to be able to garden organically. What do I need to do? And then I'm going to say here, as we get ready to close out, guys, we need to keep our eyes open, especially as, as we are here right in the middle. I mean, they, they said things haven't peaked yet. And so we, we, there are so many things that are going on. We need, need to really be paying attention to, you know, what the virus is doing and the sickness and our healthcare and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But then paying attention to the economy, paying attention to what is happening on the world scene, and then just keeping our eyes open, not going into our little, uh, you know, to our little tunnel and then just, you know, that's it. But paying attention because all these other things 
There's things out there and factors out there that affect everything. And so one, you know, one pebble in the in the lake causes all these other ripples, right? And so people are talking about this pandemic. We've been talking about economic collapse for a long time, but it was uh, possibly this pandemic that causes the economic collapse. And so let's just keep our eyes open. And here's the thing. Remember, you want to be safe. If you're going out there to the grocery stores, be smart about how you do it. Do some reconnaissance, right? At least look at look at when the store, when the parking lot is has the least amount of cars there. And so, from my local uh, grocery store, and I'm not even going to the I'm not going to the big Walmart or anything like that. I have a local grocery store right here that I go to. It's in my neighborhood, and I know that at the very beginning of the day, and right in the morning, they have a time for seniors to go in, and then after that. And, you know, I am there. I am ready to walk into the store right right after that time uh, kicks kicks out. And then there's not hardly anybody in the store. Now, I've talked to other people who say, no, it's noontime for my store when nobody is there. And so, you know, things have been picked over, but at least I'm not running into a lot of people. Or some people is like, no, it's the very, very end of the day, right before they close. I walk in there 15 minutes before they close and I run and I get everything that I need. But you still need to be careful. So be safe when you go out there. You know, you still need items. You still need things. And, uh, you know, there, there are things that you want, things that maybe your family is requesting and all that good stuff. But be safe because here's the bottom line. People are counting on you and you need to be there for them. And so be safe when you're out there. Make all the good decisions. Well, guys, that is it for this podcast. Like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes so you can go over to Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You and read this article and comment or, uh, you know, connect with them over there. And so, uh, like I said, I always just leave it in the, in, the, in the show notes. So I make it very, very easy for you. Hey guys, and that's it for episode 634. Hey, make sure you never miss another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. You know, hit subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF entitled 25 Handpicked Preparedness Articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.